Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. Can you make me a spot hidden roll? Okay, 39 out of 40, just made it. Well, as you are... As you're kind of looking around, trying to see where the man you were just speaking to went, you kind of see someone is catching your eye and trying to hold it. You notice that the man you saw when he came in wearing the almost dirty white jacket and like a blonde uh, mustache and blonde hair. And so actually, it's almost um, blonde enough to be white, but he's not quite like albino. He's He's kind of just shuffling cards and just kind of staring at you. Gregory will sort of meet his stare, and does he keep staring at me? Yes, he holds your gaze. Okay, Gregory will just sort of shift a bit, and then he'll just sort of like nudge Father Nas and sort of just gesture in the direction of the man staring at him. Father Nas looks around and says, what am I looking at? Do you see that man over there with the guards staring at me, and he hasn't stopped. He's been staring at me like a minute now. I see. And as you're staring back and holding his gaze, the man smiles at you. Yeah. I don't quite like the look of him. What do you want to I do? Think, uh, gotta go with what Gregory would do. I guess my better instincts. He'll go up and sort of walk over to the man. So You got something to say to me? When you get closer, you, you notice that, uh, again, he has the white suit jacket and it's like a black ribbon tie. And he's smiling and then kind of starts dealing you a hand of cards. He's tall, even while seated, very light skin, short, curly, whitish blonde hair. And then he just kind of smiles. It's like, please join me. Uh, what game are we playing? What game do you want to play? Huh? Okay. Now definitely, you know, some of the uh, hairs on the back of Gregory's neck are starting to stick up and he's like, I learned a thing called uh, hold them on the trip over. We could try that. Sure. And he takes the cards that he had dealt out and kind of messes them back into the pile that he has and starts mixing them in front of you. And you're kind of like, you know, I'm gauging him. You notice that he has like a gold ring with like some sort of red ruby gemstone on it. And you're seeing like hints that he's probably wealthier than he's letting on. He gets all the cards together again and deals you two and then looks at Father Noss, smiles and deals him as well. Father Noss uh, kind of shrugs and sits down as well. So, what's your name, stranger? Weaver, Cornelius Weaver, if you must know. Little Bird told me that you were a skilled craftsman and see, it's my business to know anyone worth knowing in camp. Well, I do endeavor to do a good job in my craftsman, crafted. Sort of winces at your uh, your little bit of a stutter there, but then kind of recomposes himself. 
Yes, yes. I and he yes. starts just hold your gaze for a bit until the, you kind of feel uncomfortable, and then he smiles. You gradually sort of like glance towards Father Nas and then back at Cornelius, and then it's like, "So, you need something made by a blacksmith? Uh, I know how to work iron, and I can work with some steel if you can get it. Steel might be good." And he um, looks down at his cards and says, "Check." Again, Gregory will just sort of look at Father Nas. Father Nas looks at you and taps his knuckle on the table. Do we have poker chips or anything like that or just cards? You don't see any poker chips. I guess I'll check too. Okay. Did Gregory uh, check without even looking at his cards? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he, he flips over three more cards and says, well, until recently... I made my milk money in cotton. Uh, I admit to you, Yanks won, but I tell you that my slaves had it good. And with me until I Sherman brought the fire god to my home. But nowadays, I'm more of a gambling man. Ah, I see. At this point, Gregory would like look down at the table and sort of you know, realize that you know they, they're playing right now with nothing really at stake. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of gambling without coins or money? Sometimes. Well, we'll say that this one's for a favor. Okay. And at this point, Gregory will actually pick up his cards and actually look at them. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent hand um, compared comparatively because, like, you've seen the three cards showing and you're looking down. Father Nas takes another peek. You, you know that he's okay at this game and knows the rules, but he's not a renowned gambler, being a Jesuit priest and all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you feel fairly confident that you got at least a playable hand in this. All right. What kind of favor would you be interested in? Well, I'm not sure yet. It might be a little bit down the road that I'll need it. But if you seem like the man that I think you might be, then having you owe me a favor might be very good. And I think I'm in the position to lend out a few favors as well needed. So let's say I win. What kind of favors could I expect from you? What are you looking for? I have to think about that for a bit. I don't know what I need till I need it. Yes, exactly. So now you understand what I'm doing. And he looks uh, at the cards over there and smiles and taps his knuckle on the table. Father Nos follows suit. Gregory, who'll like sort of, you know, glancing at the cards that got the cards on the table and on his hand, is just like, check again. All right. And he burns another card and turns up the last card. Can you at this point, do you have uh, any skill in gambling? No, I don't. Just the whatever's automatic. Okay, so let's uh, let's roll using luck then. Well, I got a good luck. Not, I still got the 90 luck. 48 out of 90. So you feel fairly confident about your hand, given what's out there. Just, yeah, Gregory, he'll just sort of like, you know, he's waiting for, uh, do we show the cards now or? If you like. All right. I, unless, yeah, you, unless, unless you wanted to raise the stakes. Well, you see, I tend to, I prefer to have favors from people I know and what, know what they can do for me. So until I know just what kind of favors I can expect from you, I don't quite know what I, if I should raise the stakes. Can you make me a persuasion roll? Okay. I do not have any of that again. 27 out of 10. Nope, I did not make that. Well, you see, I'm in the same position as you then, and I have to take it on faith that any favors that I might win from you are things that you can deliver on. Makes sense to me. 
Well, I guess I'll show my hand first, and then he'll just play his cards out. All right. So you you have a decent hand. You have like two pair or something, and Father Nos also has like like the same two pair. But Cornelius um, has like a three of a kind, and he just smiles. Luck was on your side, good sir. It seems I owe you one favor. Well, it was this time. All right. Well, let me know if you need anything metal worked on. I will. It was a pleasure meeting you, and he stands and extends his hand. And as he stands, you realize he's really, really tall. Like, he's, like, you're not, again, you're not a small man, but he's, like, close to, like, six and a half feet at least. So, yeah, Gregory will definitely be, like, he'll blink a bit at his height, but he'll, you know, he will shake his hand and just let him walk out. And as soon as he feels, you know, the Cornelius is out of your shot, Gregory will turn to Fallen Oss and just say, I don't trust that man. I don't like him one bit. Neither do I, and I'm not quite sure if I owe him a favor or not. Well, if he asks, just pray for him or something. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of got a weird feeling about him. Yeah, I got to say, I, I didn't, I didn't really have that much chance to talk to many Southerners during the war, but the ones that, the few I did manage to meet when they weren't trying to kill us was he was odd even for them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Suppose we shouldn't judge. He seemed polite enough. Just because a man's polite doesn't mean he won't stick you in the back with a knife. True. It doesn't hurt to have friends here, though. True enough. At some point, the uh, bartender uh, catches your eye, uh, Gregory, and is indicating that you should approach. Yes. The Jew's free now, and he indicates a man at the end of the bar. He's actually at a table, and he has a big account book open. You see, he's kind of a shorter man. He's wearing, like, some sort of like tweed jacket and he's scribbling in some sort of shorthand. You're too far away to see it, but appears to be engrossed by his work. So yeah, Gregory will uh, go sort of head up to him and you know, you know, he'll try to put on his best polite face as he goes to sit down. Sorry. You take the seat um, across from him then? Yes. He looks up from his book says, yes. I've been told you are the man to go to see if you wanted to do conduct business in this town. I was told to say Hendry put in a good word for me. Ah, are you a, are you a friend then of Mr. Greer? Greer. I uh, can't say as I am right now. I just met the man earlier to, right at the bar. I uh, see. I do think we managed to talk a bit and I feel we had we were able to talk friendly, I guess. Well, that's good. That, that should make things go much more smoothly than, all right, so, and he kind of dabs his pen on his tongue and um, adjusts the ink flow of it. He says, uh, what What can I put you down to, farmland? Are we talking uh, some sort of river access? Are we talking coal? Do you have a gold permit in mind? What's what's your, what's your game? Well, right now, what I want to do is uh, get some land to build a smithy and some more land to build the church and even more land to set up a few homes for the people that want to settle here. Ah, so he he's, he licks his um, finger and flips through this book a little bit. Well, we got farmland about 10 miles from town at $1.25 an acre, or, but we sell it in 50-acre parcels. If you want in town, it's 25 a month or 500 to purchase a lot, but no one really does that. We also have a little bit of a charge um, for our rent as well. Ed, can you make me an accounting role as he's rattling off all these figures? Okay. Thank God I actually put some 
dots into that. Yes, and thank God you're the one doing this. 46 out of 31. Can I pay off the difference, or is that something You want to push it? That's another option. That's that's the the thing, though. Do I want to risk getting screwed business-wise, or do I... I, I don't want to push it just because if I fail, then that probably means even worse. I get even a worse deal. Do you want to keep the failure or do you want to spend a bunch of luck then? Can I spend luck? I got I got luck to burn. Sure. How much luck are you going to spend to get it down under a passing score? But I think I need 15. Okay. To go from 46 to 31, which will be a success. So down from a 90 to 75. All right. So you're kind of thinking and trying to taking all these figures and things that he's been spouting at it out at you. And there's a few things you realize you first off farmland is way cheaper than land closer to the town. Uh, $25 a month um, for rent. You'd be able to stay in business, but things would be tight unless you could attract more business. If you wanted to purchase lots in town, it's you mentioned 500 um, to purchase a lot, but that is a lot of money. It wouldn't bankrupt you, but it it involved like a a heavy portion of your wealth. But you notice one thing with your passing roll, since you spent luck, the rent was actually open-ended. So you kind of have the idea that there's, if you're paying that, there's no real limit to what he could charge you. Right. And there's no guarantee of ownership at the end. Right. So Gregory will listen to him talk for a bit. And it's like, hmm. You have the feeling that there's some sort of, game here you you heard talk of it earlier and gregory's at this point just try not to get extorted just cripplingly i haven't heard figures like that since i left chicago back though and i could tell you some of the things the men were in charge of loaning stuff oh i tell you those men they could they could charge they knew how to they knew how to sell you something and leave you wondering whether or not you bought anything to begin with well i'm sure that any Charges that you may incur would be fully agreed upon by you. Well, quite frankly, the numbers you're pointing out, well, if I wanted to make a living here, it almost seems like it'd be easier just to stay out in the prairie and just build a house with whatever wood I could cut down myself. Yes, and you are free to do so. But how about this? Instead, how about you let me do come here, set up a business, and... Let me, let me have my business and actually be able to live off my business. And then you'll see that in the future, you'll get more out of that arrangement. What sort of arrangement were you thinking? Well, you know, I work with metal. And if need be, if, say, someone, I don't know, happens to find some kind of metal that they need melted down, shaped, hidden away somewhere, I know how to make it all kinds of things. Well, it sounds like you'll be doing that regardless of whether or not um, I might give you a deal. Well, yes, but say, say someone has a bunch of silver. They need to melt it down and make it better for silver bars. If you know how to do it just right, you can you can, you can sort of skim off a bit of the metal. The, the person who can bring it in won't know anything better, but there'll still be a little bit left over for anyone who wants to, you know, skim a bit. He names a figure and then basically asks for a 20% of your income until the amount is paid off. Father Noss kind of cringes at it, but... Do, do, do I like know if that's actually a livable deal I can handle, or like, do, do I make another accounting roll to see if I actually live off that, or...? Sure, if you like. 37 out of 31. <laughs> Dang it, I just barely missed it. Do you want to push it or spend luck? 
or are you fine taking the fail? I'll spend luck. It's just just because this is this is his business stuff. He wants to make sure he's getting a good deal out of making the money on the business, so he can deal. That's pretty much the whole reason he moved out here, so he can do better business. Sure. You you basically say ten percent. Um, he brings up fifteen. You settle on twelve, and it's going to be tight. But you figure that if you could make money quick enough to pay it off, it'd be tough but doable. Okay, I can live with that. And uh, for your fellow parishioners, he says, and then notices Father Noss next to you. Well, you know, since we're doing good business here, I don't, I don't want, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, similar rates and stuff could be doing good. I mean, you know, it's the church. You know, it's always like this. They always ask for, you know, charity at the end of the service. And if some charity happens to go towards, you know, those who truly need it, they're sort of uh, like, you know, sort of the look at just the father Noss and just sort of like go along with this, you know, with his eyes. Father Noss is actually not looking very happy about that at all. I, th- I thought not, but he was like, you know, go along with it with his eyes. Um, can you make me a psychology roll? 74 out of 10. I don't notice anything. and I'm not spending luck for that. You kind of have a feeling whatever it is, he'll get over it. I see, says the man who you've been dealing with, referred to only as the Jew up until this point. Well, I suppose if you're parishioners took up a special collection that that might be able to cover some businesses now see we're not looking to fleece the church you know it's probably gonna bring even more legitimacy to this place but any land given to a non-contributing sect if it will is land that we can't make money on pay taxes with you know Put it towards good things like a fire brigade or protection at some point. I see, I see. Well, you are a true businessman, I must admit. How do I design everything or is when need? Yeah, if if you're if you're okay accepting a a deal that's gonna basically have you scraping by until you come to some sort of windfall, we, we could be good. Okay, can, uh, let me let me see if I can make some kind of roll because I. I want to see if I can do something better than that. You do realize that you might have some unneeded capital that you can put towards some of these costs if you could convince the right people. Okay, it's all right. Most of it is in cattle. Oh, no. (laughs) Get poor Mr. Freeman to give up the last of his herd just make sure everyone else doesn't just oh god at that point i th- definitely th- okay so gregory will say to the jew well i i'm liking the deal not re- not really saying this head but you know I, I i'm not the one to make a business deal right away i i do have to you know there are some i'm gonna talk to the others see if there are some more uh some more assets we can accrue together to, to make sure everything works out properly, you know. I want, just want to make sure you get everything that you deserve. Of course. But in a, in a gesture of good faith, let me, uh, let me start inputting those deeds for you just to get things going. You know, these things can't take time. I know. Don't worry. Thank you for that. And I'll be sure to let the, everyone know just who to thank for, for the absolute generosity you're showing. Yes, of course. By the way, it's... It's Brewster, Herman Brewster. I'm not even Jewish. Truly? Truly. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, actually. 
Well, who knows? You never know what kind of nickname men will give us, give people. I once knew a man in back in the army days. We call him the Mountain. It was a joke because he was about oh, about a, a full head shorter than me, thin as a rake. I don't, don't know what. Don't know how. I don't. I didn't know either. That's just what they call him. I think maybe I think it was because the last name was Molehill or something. I don't know exactly. It's some kind of joke. I, I only see. knew the man passing. So you conclude your business at the Silver Dollar. Your purse feeling quite a bit lighter as initial down payments of specie are exchanged, and like you can see, Father uh, Noss is kind of cringing each for each silver and gold eagle that slides across the table. You don't feel like you've been cheated, but you feel like you. Driven a hard bargain. Driven a hard bargain, and you have an uncertain future ahead economically. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely on the walk back, you know, Gregory is going to be like, just sort of cross his arms to himself and just be like, "Ah, apologies for that, Father. It's okay. Some some men uh, drive, uh, you know, deals with the devil, and I didn't want to be like Jesus there overturning the silver tables in the temple you know what i mean but i think it would do well for us to kind of just play whatever game that they have until we can be more secure in our futures yes and if it's any comfort take faith in the fact that it could have been worse i heard stories from back home in chicago i'm sure i'm sure you did your best if anything paying the extra fee might keep any violence out of our area there are a few things we could do that entirely depends on whether or not people agree to them or not. For example, if we could, we could talk to Mr. Freeman and see if we could use a less of his herd to sort of help it break even for the rest of us, but um, I'm loath to, to do that to a man who's already lost a lot. Maybe we could lean on our parishioners to raise money. It's been done before. Well, who knows? Maybe old Pirate Pete there by the river will strike gold and make everyone get just give it away to everyone yes let's 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 not put our faith on uh the delusions of prospectors my son of course not i was just jo- merely joking but and who knows some some prospectors do strike it rich uh, that was all pretty much the whole reason people moved to california so i've heard yes well strange things have happened if you excuse me i i have some thinking to do as do i father as do i so a few days pass, and at some point you're kind of walking around the area that you had purchased for the group, and you're kind of like putting in some stakes and parceling out the land, uh, making sure that you can get your water wheel in at a point where it's not going to like interfere with the other water wheel. You're you're working around with some of the woodcutters to basically like, hey, I'll pay you to just cut that tree and leave it there. To clear out the land and like you could probably just make like a cabin rather than having to saw it up you're basically leading the charge with getting your settlement set up when uh you notice one of the uh lumberjacks is looking awfully familiar to you who is this oh you recognize your brother georgie who is moonlighting with on one of his days off with the woodcutters well hi there brother so you, you did choose this place. I was hoping you would. Yes. Well, I had. Well, you know, it, I figured it was the best place. You know, right, right here. You know, horse liveries right across the way. Got the sawmill over here. Plenty of metal to be worked on. Might take uh, the coal a bit longer to get here, but well, you know, 
Gotta have everything in life. Yes, I mean, when once you get some of these more of these logs fell, you could you know start some charcoal burners in the forest over here. But it's more time that uh, you're not at the smith. Maybe that's something the kids could do. Yeah. So uh, picking up some extra work when you're not in the fort. Yes. Yes. Um, I have, I have a couple of days off at the end of my fortnight, as I mentioned. So I thought I'd come by and make some more coin, and of course say hello to you, my brother. Well, hello to you too. When when you're done working, why don't you come on over? I'll let, let you meet the rest of the family, get reacquainted. I'd like nothing more. And you kind of like em- embrace, and um, a few hours pass, and it's getting dark, and he kind of shows up at the the camp um, you set up. Um, it's mostly like the cover from your wagon has been taken off and stretched over some trees that have been fa- fallen, and it's. Basically, you have like a one-room cabin that you're all living in now with plans for you to move your family into another more permanent place once your forge can be set up in the location that you're in. So it's like it's like a temporary situation. Georgie comes up. You introduce them to Samantha and the kids. They're very excited to see him. And Samantha cooks some food for him, and you have a nice dinner and at some point um, when the kids are off the bed he uh, asks you if you wanted to do that uh, thing that you've discussed earlier and okay what was the thing again the bottle ah yeah he'll he'll agree to the thing and they'll go off and i crack open the bottle of all the way from chicago way yeah it's actually made it from the east coast because that's where most of the rum was being manufactured um brought up from florida probably He's excited and mentions that, oh, the corn whiskey's nice here, but, you know, they don't have anything as nice as this. And you have some glasses and you sit down and just, you know, reminisce about the past. And then he takes a little bit of the bottle and, like, I suppose you have, like, a fire or something. And, like, he kind of, like, just uh, tilts the bottle and um, lets a few, like, pours into the flames. It kind of rides up it for a little bit and dissipates and then says... That's for you, Alan, wherever you are. Wherever you are. So what's your what's your plan then, brother? We're building up our uh, houses and smithies and places of business around this area. I already talked to the Jew about setting up a business deal. Not the best deal I could have gotten, but definitely far from the worst one. I see. May I? Yeah. He indicates the wrapped up papers that uh yeah. he looks through it and he's kind of like nodding he's like yeah i know this area it's it's good land and like he's kind of like you're the two of you are kind of going through it and comparing where oh the the church will go here forgeable here this neighbor will live here and then he gets to a name and he's like uh who's hagberg oh ha- hagman yeah he's a uh, he's a uh... I don't know what country he's from. He's from somewhere in Northern Europe, you know, uh, Viking people. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he might have seen him around here. A lot of, sc- lot of scars with his son. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen him. And like, you just point at the paper and you're, you notice like, instead of saying Bjorn Hagman on a plot of land, it says Hagberg. Huh. Well, I suppose what, what would they matter in the end? What name, what, whose name properly is on there as long as there are no Hagbergs come up to show up the town. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to do, Quinn? Uh, can't think of anything right now. All right. 
good evening with Georgie, talking over good memories of your father and mother and brother Alan, God rest his soul. And that basically Georgie asks that, hey, if it's okay when he comes over here to make some more extra money, he asks if you would mind if he could stay with you guys. Of course not. You're, we're family. It, our, my home is your home. I was hoping you'd say that, but uh, I'm a proud man and it hurts me to ask. That's why you got to make sure to be smart with your money. You got The army's paying you, isn't it? Yes, but you know how coin goes when there's nothing to do. And I'm, you know, just trying to make some extra on my off days. Because he kind of See, explains how, like, he'll do, like, a, a fortnight and then have some time off and then do another fortnight. But, now, you see, this is why, and I mentioned this conversation they had before, this is why you do this with your money. He's, like, going into, like, brother mode, just being like, okay, so this is how I do my business. He's going to, like, you know, full you know, lecturing brother mode. Yeah, and you, you get the idea that, like, he's, like, taking it in stride because you're you're helping him out, but he's just kind of nods and, like, takes another drink of the rum and you you look down and you notice that the bottle that uh, you brought in just opened up the night is almost gone and kind of have some idea where some of his money's going. How do you deal with it, brother? All those things that we saw, all those lives lost. Well, I know there's some things I can't forget, but I'm just trying to remind myself I'm still alive. The sun comes up in the day, goes down at night. Yeah, that's It just keeps on turning gotta just keep moving forward gotta yeah. make sure you don't let things sneak up on you and then he'll like sort of glance towards the prairie yeah and you kind of have this feeling like you, you forgot about it in the hustle and bustle of everything going on but like just as the words escape your lips it's like you realize that there's like just emptiness all around you now and there could be eyes anywhere if i'm being perfectly honest sometimes i wake up at night and just feel like their eyes all on me yeah, yeah. It gets easier when you have a bed to sleep in with a family to keep you company. Maybe that's what I need. You know, so you got time to find a wife. Maybe not here. Just as towards the saloon. Not too many honest women looking for husbands here. But, you know, if you want, you know, you could travel. You know, get another post in the army somewhere. Find a wife there. We'll see. Maybe we'll head to the west after we're done with the the natives here. Or maybe I'll be injured and it'll be all done he kind of peters off after that eh, don't worry don't think don't think thoughts like that that worry about the what ifs and stuff will i'll do you no good just make a plan and stick to it yeah if something something changes it then it's change nothing you can do about that yeah i guess the best we could do sometimes is to just be here and remember and if we remember people they're they kind of live on you know uh, they do. And he takes another drink from the bottle. And at this point, Gregory like so like to start to slowly just start to like, see if he could take it out of his hand. You do so, and he smiles and kind of curls up into on next to the fire where he has his bedroll. And it's not too long until you hear the rhythmic breathing indicating that he's fallen asleep. And so yeah, Gregory will like you know, he'll get up sort of like you'll know, take one last look at the just the empty open prairie around him in the dark and just be like, just got to make a plan and try to stick to it. And then he likes, you know, you know, make sure the fire doesn't get, you know, burnt, doesn't burn anything unnecessarily and just heads off to bed himself. Yeah. If you like the style and feel of Missouri Crossing, then you'll like Diluted. 
1848, Deluded follows a coterie who have set themselves to find out who is behind a mysterious tonic that plagues the kindred society of Victorian England.